0: And welcome to another episode of The Televoid. I'm your host, Mara K. Elliott, and I'm normally joined by my co host, Latoya Ferguson, who couldn't be here because Time Wander fucking sucks. But in the meantime, we have the lovely Quiniva Smith with us. Hey, what's up? Hey! (laughs) And we watched something you're an expert in. Yes, as my Twitter bio says. (laughs) Yes, I was going to say, I looked at it today. I'm like, perfect person. We watched Murder She Wrote. Uh, or murder, she wrote. <laughs> uh, season 4, episode 10, Indian Giver. Now, we picked this obviously because of the terrible entendre and the Thanksgiving of it all, even though it's not a Thanksgiving-themed episode, but it's definitely one of the worst things we watched in a while. Like, oh, yeah. we've watched some bad
1: stuff, but this is, like, bad, bad. Like, this is... Because
0: it is... When was this... When did this air? Did we... I didn't even look the it one to, see to It has to have air. been late 80s.
1: Late 80s? It was, like the fourth <laughs> season, Yeah.
0: And we don't actually watch. Surprisingly, we've only watched like a handful of shows from that time, so it really does stand out. Just like the production value and like the sophistication of the writing and the plot, like they just didn't care as much. So that's flat out. Like it was, a, it was a procedural show about. I, can you? Can, all right, as an expert, this is my. I think I might have seen an episode here or there of the show, but I really haven't sat down and watched it before. Do you mind like giving like a little brief overview about what
1: the plot is? Because I kind of wanted to go in as blind as possible. So I still, I know she's a crime writer, right? Yes. Um, so Jessica Fletcher used to be a school teacher, mm-hmm. and her husband passed away. And so she, on a whim, took up writing, and it turns out she's a brilliant mystery writer. And she goes around the world, or in Cabot Cove, which has a surprising <laughs> number of murders for a little I was going to have a question about that, but yeah, <laughs> um, And gets in a bunch of trouble. And helps the police solve crimes. Really okay. it's just her solving crimes. Recklessly. So it's basically
0: castle before castle is what yes. you're saying. Actually. <laughs> <Not surely>. Castle <laughs> just robbed the entire p- premise from this and really never references it as much as they should. Because no. this is like almost beat for beat what you just described. <laughs> but so you so she does go all over the world. So she's not just
1: No, not just in kind Cove. Of
0: Okay, and I know that there was like some kind of Ellery Queen connection at one point, right? Because I remember I didn't really watch L- Ellery Queen, but I think that so. I I remember obviously there's been references from uh, Timothy Hutton's father is is L- Ellery Queen. So like this is this is back in the 80s when like murder mystery shows were... every 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 channel had their own murdering mystery whatever, and like Ellery Queen was around Columbo, like uh, I think like you could even say like um. Quincy is one, Quincy M.D., like, it, it's kind of what Law and Order is now for us, like, the standard procedural boringness, but this was more like a, like a mystery novel, because everyone was reading Agatha Christie and Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys, and they just wanted to adapt it as best they could to a TV show, and I think this is the closest they ever really came to, like, because this was on for a long time, from what like, I, I remember
1: reading. 12 seasons, I think? Yeah,
0: or and, like, Mag. Yeah, Magnum PI and that kind of stuff was going on, and that those, those shows lasted forever, like because they didn't have to do anything, like they're like I can't imagine the budget for this was like more than like, I this show was it was bare minimum, it was just people in regular clothes, like to, well I guess they could say they they rented a the horse or whatever <laughs> for that one scene, but like for the most part everyone's in like pretty standard like just like, average white people dressing and like boring like Chicos and like uh, like all this like old-fashioned, like, scarves and stuff, like, nobody was dressed up, no one really was anything, like, it was not complicated, and even the the murder only, like, had three different little elements to it, like, most of the scenes were just in people's homes and things, it was not a very, like, I don't really know how to describe it, but it was almost like if you went to some random, like, sleepy town with a camera, you could film it, like, they didn't have sets, I don't think, um, I don't think that... They really had a whole ton of people, even. Like, the the cast... It's a small
1: town. Like, it, at most... How many had, like, a hundred people? I think some episodes do. I feel like when they run out of money for the season, they just stick everyone else in Cabot Cove and they <laughs> do. So it's set in Kennebunkport, Maine, right? I believe. Yeah. Or it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, it's...
0: I don't, Okay. I also... My, my other comment, which I'll we'll get into as we get further into the episode, but I don't know where to pinpoint the accents here. The accents are <laughs> all over the place. Now some of them have that standard like New England accent where it's like I parked my car and have it yeah like that standard boring just like I don't even think it's I mean it isn't a real accent I know people with an accent that can be similar to that but it's such an exaggerated version of it that no none of them have natural accents basically they're all doing terrible New York or New York and um, New England accents but then there's a couple people that are sprinkled in that are like full on British I think so I'm like I cannot understand or they're just like that I don't know if it's maybe not British maybe it's like just like. Wanna be sophisticated, educated, like you know, like oh, like I, I an saw an something, accent, yeah. yeah, like just like oh, I I read something in the New Yorker, like it's not an actual accent, it's just stupid. Like the mayor isn't the mayor it has like a British slash, I don't even know how to describe that accent, just aristocratic or something. Like it's stupid, and I, I could not understand where all these accents were coming from though, because I'm like I at first didn't know where it was set, and I'm like. I thought this was supposed to be, like, California first, and then I thought it was, like, Middle America, and then I'm like, okay, it has to be the Northeast, because the accents were the, the the main accents were so intense, but even then, like, Jessica Fletcher herself doesn't have a strong accent, so it's, like, very confusing about where you're supposed to be set, and it's bizarre. But, um, so the episode that we mentioned, I mentioned before, it's called Indian Giver. The whole episode is about uh, a Native American guy who's claiming that the land, that, that the aforementioned Cabot Cove is built on, was his ancestor's rightful land. Now, like, right off the bat, I'm like, this seems incredibly like, loaded, a premise for Murder, She Wrote to take on. And of course when I looked up the guy who's playing um, George Longbow is his name, which is like, of course it is. Um, It starts off with him, like, first of all, in a full headdress, with, with face makeup, on a horse. And I'm just like, and, I, and the, my first reaction is, I'm like, I know, I'm like, as a as a white girl, I'm like, I don't want to be too ridiculous, but I'm like, let me just search and make sure he's Native American because I feel like that's something I need to know before I watch <laughs> the, rest the rest of this episode. Just to make sure that you
1: really understand. And of course the level he's not. Of, that of it course is. he's
0: not. He's so, Sri Lankan, so. like like And he's the guy. If you might know who we're referring to, actually, he's gone on to do a lot of character work. He's a really well, he's a really well-known actor, to be honest. I think he went on to be the. Um, uh, For Huli on Silicon Valley, he's the uh, uh, spiritual advisor to the guy who runs Huli, so you might know who I'm talking about with that. And then he was the uh, one of the three advisors in Captain America that gets, you know, uh, in in the final scene with. Uh, robert redford where he like they sh- they had the burn in his chest he's one of those three advisors the one that is scarlett johansson in disguise there's the two other dudes he's one of them like he's done a lot of like, that and then that sounds like oh he's yes he's done a lot of prestigious work but that was like a huge role and he had a pretty major i mean i wouldn't say major but for a character actor that's a pretty huge part in that movie and he's been in a ton of other things like it's not somebody who isn't a good actor it's just to me i'm like oh my god they just didn't care and his he he even like the whole like premise of the sh- of the episode where he's going to come in and be um you know acting like a native american well he i mean he's supposed to be in the episode he is supposed to be a native american guy but he's even then like playing up his heritage like to the extreme level because he describes his reasoning that he wants to get everyone's attention i'm like what's why are you wearing like a headdress if you're just getting people to? T- it was ridiculous. And so the first opening scene is him riding into town on Founder's on Day on a horse on Founder's Day. And it's like the most absurd situation. Cause okay, we should describe the scene a little bit because uh, so they're all all the and when we said before this is a New England town set near Kennebunkport, Maine. We probably weren't clear enough. It's like 99.9999% 9, 9, 9, white.
1: Let's be real, it's 100% white. <laughs> it is 100%.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure, yeah, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure. Catacomb like, 100% white. And it's like, not just like white, white, it's like, old rich person whites, or, or I guess, like, old um, middle class and upwards white. Like, it seems like a retiree point. Like, that's the reason why Jessica Fletcher moved there, basically. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like a little bit Stars Hollow vibe or something. Like, it's not Maine, but that's that's also Northeastern. So it's a small town in the Northeast. It's all white people. They're standing in the town square, like this tiny small town, and they're all singing America the Beautiful. <laughs>
1: So intense.
0: God. And then, so they're all singing it, and I'm like, first of all, like this is gonna end real well because we, we first see the guy on the horse, and then you see that happening, and you know, like, oh no, he's gonna probably try and you know, and he does. He comes like, um, stampeding into town with uh, a little note and hands it off to the mayor who is British. Which I'm like, again, it was
1: wait. He throws it at him.
0: He throws it at him. No, the mayor is the mayor British or is the... I. What's the story there? I would
1: assume he's from Catacolls. But he has a British accent. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't
0: understand. Maybe his parents are British. I don't know. The actor is definitely British. I just don't think he's capable of doing an American accent, I guess. <laughs> like, I'm genuinely- These are the types of questions that should be answered, like, right away. Like, oh, he uh he used to be blah blah, and now he's like- I don't care if if you just give us a little, like, one-off, like, yes, he's a a retired, you know, British something, and now he's a sheriff, or not sheriff, now he's a mayor, like, at least let us know that, like, there's no description of what his background is, and for all we know, he's just trying to do an American accent and failing literally all the time, because I, you, it's just, it's infuriating, it's infuriating. (laughs) Oh my god. So so he's like and then I'm not saying like he's a subtle like it's a it's a British accent, like a full on like he's like, Oh Jessica I'm like how are you, sir? He's like it's <laughs> stupid. And I'm like, this is the most insane and then between that and then like all the, like and when I described before that they're doing Maine and, and New England accents, nobody's got the same accent. Like it's not like the whole group of them all worked together and figured out one accent for them all to do. Everyone's got a different version of a New England accent. So I'm like I can't keep track of it and then he gets in the mix and i'm like nothing makes sense but so anyway they're singing america the beautiful like the whole town is just standing around all these old white people just singing america the." like it's it is insanity and then you have a guy american flags everywhere Oh my god. And he's and he comes uh parading in the town on a horse and everyone like Oh they're all it's like oh, like a oh my spear stars! In him. Yeah. And they throw he throws a, a piece of paper at the mayor for him to look at, which we find out very soon after is a land grant um claim that he owns the land they're they're singing um, from Sea to Shining Sea on.
1: Um the and- paper <laughs> is attached to a spear that he like throws at the mayor. Oh, and right. He's trying to kill me. It's really intense. It's like... I forgot it was attached to the sphere first. <laughs> because
0: I, like, blocked it out because I'm like, no, this isn't happening. Also, I was distracted because the mayor, instead of, like, stopping what's going on, he just says, here, old white lady, distract everyone from this nonsense and sing another song. And so she starts singing, like, opera. And I'm like, what am I watching? Because, like, literally, if you're standing in town square singing America the Beautiful, and a guy comes by in full headdress on a horse and throws a spear at you you're not gonna be like "Mm, i should maybe switch over to opera that will really get things going like everyone's gonna stop what they're doing and they're gonna say what the fuck just happened instead they just like they they throw her at this the crowd they're all just like oh she's singing opera now and it's like oh like it's not even like a subtle like the song is (laughs) insane and then like that's kind of where the premise of the episode begins so we find out basically as 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 a uh, immediately as possible that shit's got real and they're going to basically be evicted is, is is the the claim. So, uh they the cops go to investigate this claim because the, the paper basically says like me and my forefathers uh were given this land in a deal with the uh Americans that used to live here or the king or something. And, um, it's supposed to be ours everywhere from a certain hilltop, anywhere you can see, it's like Lion King terms, which is so gross, but it's like, if you, yeah, if you, anything you can see from the top of this hill is your domain or your sovereign. And that's including obviously Cabot Cove because it's a cove and it's very
1: easily seen from a hill. Um so but they travel in like the woods, like Jessica Fletcher, and they all travel in the woods to make sure that it's cove is included in them. Isn't
0: that ridiculous? They're like go like,
1: to the exact point. Like they are so
0: like, oh uh, I don't know if we can take this guy seriously. Let's go to what he exactly like so basically they say I don't know, it's not the actual thing, but say it's like Salisbury Hill. They're like, on the top of Salisbury Hill, everything that the light touches is yours. And it's like okay. I mean, that's literally what it says. And then so and so they literally drive out like out of the out of the town out of the way up to this hill and they're like oh fuck it's really everything and it's like <laughs> what do we just do? like when I say that the the, the plot and, the, um, and the, the the budget is so minimum it's cause we literally just had to watch them get in a car drive for a minute and then get out and stand there and look around like I'm like we don't need oh, no, this oh Cabot Cope. we don't need this scene it's just assume that Cabot Cope is is included in it. Like, Jesus Christ. So, instead, I guess they were hoping, like, maybe he just means the park. Like, instead (laughs) it's like, no, no, no. Everyone's homes. Downtown. Mayor's office. Everything. So, uh, they're like, oh, no. We're really screwed about this. So, they decide to try and investigate the veracity of the claim and try and hopefully prove that it it isn't really his, which is, like, okay, nothing like an episode that literally pits you against a Native American trying to reclaim his land and make you feel, like, right at home. And and that's where Tom Bosley comes into the situation. And I'm like, uh, as if this episode needed more insanity, we have Tom Bosley showing up, which is just sad and upsetting. And poor Tom Bosley. But, um, uh, so they go and talk to a professor, uh, I guess... I, it, it was unclear to me what he's a professor of. Just history? like it, Probably just history. I wasn't sure if he was a recurring character or something. Like, he, the daughter... That's did, what I remember. Oh, the, the way that they introduced the daughter, it seems like they're, like, there every week. I don't understand! Because the problem <laughs> is... Which I also should... We, we kind of breezed over the fact... When, when we said it's, like, Cabot Cove, and it's similar to Star's Hollow kind of thing, it has those... It has the, um... uh Those, like, uh you know, characters in, t- in town that are just, like, goofy people. You know, like, like, the this Taylor and, and um, uh, I don't know, Suki the doctor, and, and the yeah, Doctor. The, yeah. Like, there's all these, like, wacky people that just live downtown that are just part of the scene of Cabot Cove. And that's all well and good, but, like, when it comes to, like, everyone being, like, um, uh everyone being against this Native American guy, you're kind of stuck with, like, a bunch of, again, like, a bunch of weird, random, like, white people with wacky jobs. And they're all, like, really uninteresting people. Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh, I really need to know what's up with this guy. Like, he just seems like a jerk. <laughs> um, but, so anyway, so they introduce, like, a bajillion people. And it's, it's very, it's, I have a hard time, like, taking a lot of what they say seriously because the minute they see this, no one, I mean, I guess you could say Jessica Fletcher kind of takes it seriously. But everyone's just kind of like, this is stupid. Who cares? Like, let's not even listen to him. And I'm like, Jesus, this is so... It's like, the minute he shows up, it's like, ugh, this idiot. And I'm like, I understand they're upset because he's threatening to, like, basically kick them out of their houses or or forever. They they don't even know what his motivation is at first. But, like, maybe let's not like, jump from zero to 60 in terms of, like, this guy's a real piece of shit. Like, just at least hear him out and see if he just wants to let you know that it's his... Like, You know what I'm saying? Like, they're immediately so, like, appalled by the fact that he's trying to take their land. And I, I kept waiting for them to comment on that. Like, the irony of, like, them being so... App- all these old white people are so appalled by the fact that some Indian might take their land. And I'm like... I'm like... Because they're, there's so what they're, they're like, oh, this Indian's no, taking no our irony land. at
1: all. <laughs> I know! And I'm like... I'm like, are they, are they
0: out of their minds? This is exactly the shit is. that went down with real Native Americans. Like, and this guy's Sri Lankan. I'm like... I, I mean, you are literally so ignorant to the fact of what you're talking about, and you couldn't even, like, acknowledge for one line, like, isn't it so ironic that, like, we're so upset about this guy taking and stealing our land out from under us, when that's exactly what we did to not just him, all of his ancestors? And then, the technicality- oh, we'll get to that. The technicality upon which he doesn't get his fucking land makes me even more livid, but I don't even know where to go from there. Like, this is- it's supposed to be, like, a, a cheeky little, like, wrap-up to the episode, but I'm like, no. It's like, it, it, this this episode ends basically like white people, like, smiley marquee, and then everyone just skips off into the sunset. And I'm just like, it's humiliating because, again, as a white person, this is just the most sensational bullshit. It's like basically if a town was full of all of your terrible white parents, <laughs> it was, this is the show. <laughs> Imagine everyone that's listening that's white. Like, it's just a bunch of old, old white people, like, super offended by, like, oh, this poor, this, this Native American guy is really, really, you know... Uh, presumptuous that he owns any land around here. We should just show him what's right. From the minute he shows up, that's what I mean. If if you found out that it was bogus, or you found out he was being a dick about something, I get it. Fine. Be upset about it. But hear him out at first and just be like, wait, what? Like, you could be upset about it, but don't take it out on this guy. Like, they don't... When they're mad about all the shit that goes down, they're mad at the guy. Like, he is the villain here. I'm like, no. I'm like, the villain is his- He as a villain
1: for the entire episode. For most of the episode.
0: And the villainy is the people that took his land back a couple hundred <laughs> years ago. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, he's this, bit, this piece of shit
1: for trying to take it back. Ugh. Uh, oh, Alright. Well, so... they were acting so entitled, It was. it was- Well, one was intensely racist. (laughs) It was one. It was (laughs) was so entitled that I could not stop laughing. It was for like twenty minutes. Because like
0: it's like it's like they accidentally wrote like the backwards version of of uh, racism and um, extermination of indigenous people of the United States. Like they're the indigenous people of Cabot Cove, and they will not stand lightly and let this guy take their land. I'm like, that's exactly what happened in reverse. 300 years ago! Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, so so instead of anybody acknowledging that, we go see this random hist- historical history professor, and like I said before, there's like a bunch of characters in town. They're introducing new people in this episode. Obviously, the Native American guy is new, but I think... The way they introduced the, the professor and then his daughter, it felt like they were also the standard people on this episode. I'm like, oh, wait, they're not normal people? I'm like, I don't even know who to, who's regular on this show. Because there are people that are in weekly, like, week-to-week episodes. But you can tell they're just throwing new people in for each, like, you know, mystery of the week. So it's hard to tell who's, like, you know, her friend that she sees all the time. And then someone new who's only there for the murder this week. Because I'm assuming that the other two neighbors that she talks to eventually, aren't they new as well, or no? Um, the, they're new, yeah. So, From they, Earth they Earth. definitely are treated like they've been the there forever. The only
1: people that are, like, solid always are the doctor and the sheriff. Like, they're not like, every episode like, with Tabakos.
0: So, it doesn't make any sense to me that they would treat, like, these other two people, like... Like, they were talking, like, oh, you know how he is. Like, it was... Like, her neighbor. Like, she was walking down the street and, like, sees her neighbor trip. Like, it wasn't like she was at the house for no reason. She was walking around, and that's, like, her next-door neighbor, basically. So, it's just really confusing when they're adding people willy-nilly as, like, these these one-off little guest stars when, really, they're supposed to have been there and living in the town. It's like, it's like walking down the street and only meeting, um uh, I don't even know, like, Babette from Stars Hollow, like, three seasons in for one episode, and then walks away, and she's never seen again, because she was only needed for that one episode. I'm like, no! I'm like, if you see these people every day, they should be in, not every episode, but a lot of episodes, because they should be around, like, it's a small town. There's, like, barely a hundred people there, it seemed like. So, what What are you trying to act like? This is some shocking thing that there's a couple other people. Anyway, so, so they're introducing people, and the professor and his daughter are two people they introduce, um, offhand like they've been there the whole time which apparently they haven't which is even more confusing and they do that they employ this thing too which I guess is a standard for murder she wrote and I didn't know in the the beginning of the episode they say like uh this this time on murder she wrote or something like that yeah and they show like clips from the episode you're about to watch well, the struggle for me is that i've never seen an episode really so i'm like <laughs> i felt like those were clips from previous episodes so i expected all these people to be more or less regulars it, it made more sense once they said something about like the american like, oh this must only be this episode but once my brain had seen clips of it it already like stashed it back like oh yeah she's a regular so I think it just made my brain think like oh she's gotta be like a standard regular she'd look like a regular too like the daughter seemed like she's been in other things I don't know
1: the professor has played four different characters in murder you're kidding me in four different episodes so yeah no so it's that explains
0: irregular. something. Like he, they're just they're just using people who no one cares. Oh, they recycle
1: people like crazy. He's just
0: old white people, basically. He Thank also had watch. a weird accent as well. Like he, uh, he looked like um he was like a really like low red uh, low budget Sean Connery um like Ala in indiana jones like that kind of sean connery um so anyway so <laughs> so uh so they they uh they bring the uh land grant to him to validate whether or not it's legitimate which because of course you can never take a native american at his word and uh so they bring it into him and of course his office is covered in like dream catchers and everything so i'm like are they trying to say he's like a, a you know a professor of Indian of like native american studies because
1: even so like even a- he
0: was kind of like a little weird as well like he was I wouldn't say he was like against the Native American guy but he was still kind of like uh, he was on their side pretty much from the get go like he seemed like he was he was interested in the in the document but he didn't seem to be like you know really like he was only interested in it from a from an academic point of view he was really like I don't want you Cabot Cove to get stolen away by this terrible Native American, Native American like princess. what a villain and so he's like oh this seems like a legit- it looks real. And then they show him- they 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 finally hand over the document, and he's, like, really looking at it. And I'm like, this thing looks like the biggest piece of shit. Like, so they basically, like, soaked a piece of, like, ta- of uh, p- printer paper in tea. And then they, like, wrote out, like, words on it. They were like, this land is ours, lol. Like, it is the most- it's the fakest looking prop I've ever seen. Like, it's- if you're gonna make a prop piece of like, we have to nail that. Like, if if this is gonna be all about how, whether or not this paper's legitimate, it can't look that legit. Like, it, like I'm I'm trying to describe it. Like the way he's holding the paper, the way that it he holds it like a piece of paper that's new. It can be held. Like old documents, you don't hold like with your thumb in the middle and bending it. Like there's no give to it. Like if it's old, old. It would be, like, falling apart if you held it like that. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It would be in a book, you holding with both hands, probably with with, uh, gloves on. Like Or it would be in plastic or some kind of covering. But you can't just be... Like, I'm trying to describe... It's like he's holding a newspaper and he's holding, like, a 300-year-old document. I'm like, no! That thing would be... You would have split it in half in the process of holding it like that. So... It's it basically it's like someone took scissors and like cut little holes out the edges that so looked, like weathered. It was it was embarrassing, and so we're supposed to think like, oh, it's so old, and then they're like, oh yeah, it, it seems like it might be real. Um, he he can't tell for sure until he tests it though. But then of course, um, later on we find out that that he is um given well first I guess we should say before they get the original, he gets the old like the the copy of copy, the original, which yeah. is just like a, I don't even know how they made copies back then, but. I guess there were Xerox machines. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah,
1: did they say he Xeroxed it? Like, this is, like, a Xerox copy. Yeah, it did. Not Xerox, exactly. It would, like... it
0: would have been, like, fresh off the... I mean, I, I guess there were Xeroxes in, like, the 70s and the 80s, but it, was, it yeah. was weird that they had a copy, and it was so, like, no big deal they had a copy. Uh, but so he's like, I can't tell for sure, but it seems like it might be real. And, um, and then, then we get, like, the little, like, town hall meeting about this, basically, as they're going into it. We get
1: kind of everybody's, like, point of view in the town. Well, Jessica Fletcher said she wanted to trap him because she was like, we need the original, or I can't tell you. And then he was like, she was like, oh, I have a plan. He likes attention, so we'll give him a town hall. And that's like how they ended up doing a town hall. And it's
0: like, for your for your heroine, Jessica Fletcher, to be like, kind of immediately also against this guy on principle. Oh, she's horrifying. <sighs> She's completely horrified. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I'm like, I, I'm, am I supposed to be rooting for this? Because it just seems like, wow, even like your hero is a piece of shit. Like, no. So, but as we're like walking into this big town hall meeting, you kind of get like snapshots of the town and everyone's opinion on the whole thing. So we get like, um, the, there's a super, well, the first of the bank guy, there's a what, guy who works for the mortgage company for the bank. Who owns, like, all the mortgages in the town, which is, like, first of all, it's a monopoly, and that shouldn't be the case, but we'll talk about that another time, I guess. <laughs> but, so, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm really nervous about this. If this is legit, we're screwed, because we own the mortgages for basically every home in town. Which, <clears throat> obviously, if, if the land isn't really theirs, they don't own them, so they're out a lot of money. They paid for these houses. So, he's really worried, <clears throat> and there's also, and that's the guy, oh, my God, that guy, when he's talking, his teeth are insane. Yeah. <laughs> No, is he regular? He's not, right? No. Okay. I, what was with that guy's teeth? I don't like to be rude. Like, I don't care what kind of teeth you have, but it was like the weirdest. It looked like, like some fucking like, like George Washington shit. Like it was insane. Like his teeth were basically like moving separate from his body. Like it was crazy. So like, I think he has some kind of dentures, but they were sticking out in a way that like he was talking sentences, and you could see his teeth the whole time. I'm like, when you're st- when you're talking, your teeth should no longer be visible at some point, but they were still visible the whole time. I'll leave a screen cap of it. I don't know if I can get a GIF, but yikes. It was it was upsetting. But, uh, so he, he just- Every time I saw him talking, I'm like, no, I can't take this again. It's like someone talking with a corn on the cob in their mouth. Like, like what are you doing? Like, let go of the corn. Speak long. So anyway, so, so he is one of the guys who's super concerned. And then there's also this drunk guy who is- well, the weirdest name. It wasn't it like it's like Addis is it Addison or something. They were calling him Ed, but his like whole name was. It was Langley, but it was like Adda. I think it was Addison or something Langley. But they were call I thought they were calling him Ed. They were calling him Ad, like Add, like A D D. It was the weirdest huh. nickname. Uh, again, I was like, "Oh, white people!" <laughs> like this is so stupid. <laughs> oh, Canada. <laughs> yep. And so they're like, "Oh, Ad, it's you." And at first, I'm like, "Is this guy just a really bad actor?" And then you're like, "Oh no, he's supposed to be playing drunk." Well, so yes, he is, but he's just—that's why he's acting weird. Like because he's like stumbling around, like 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 kind of just like huffing and like you know grumbling. And you're, yeah, Addison Langley is his name. So he—he he, they call him Ad, A D D, which is like a weird nickname to call someone a ad but uh so he's like stumping around like like pissed off because the land behind the land the light touches the park a part of it at least um he bought up which i'm like for some weird drunk idiot like why does he own that much land like you can't accidentally like later on we find out from the wife that he had like um he had he always had bad ideas And this time, his bad idea was to- he thought that the land behind the Cabot Cove was gonna be worth something one day, so he bought it all up. And now, of course, we're so lucky it it, it does cost- or it it is worth something. But I'm sorry, you don't just accidentally buy up, like, thousands of acres of land. Like, even if it wasn't worth that much back when he first bought it and he was just kind of buying it on a whim- it would still cost him thousands and thousands of dollars. So is, are we saying that he bought, like, $50,000 worth of land? Because who does that on a whim? Who does that who's falling down drunk at town meetings next to their mayor? Like, it, I didn't buy that for a second. Like, it was all very Maybe suspicious. he started
1: falling down drunk after he spent all his money on land.
0: That's true. Because he does seem kind of hard up. He's been obviously trying to sell it for a while. And he's hoping that he'll be able to suck Because okay, in addition to the ba- there there's so many. The part of the, the the episode that's really struggle it's a real struggle for me to follow. Well, most of the episodes like that, but <laughs> um, this part's especially tough because it is it it is like a parade of old white men, and they all look identical. Old white men like they all with look gray hair. And they all look identical. The only guy that looks any different, well, two of them, is Tom Bosley and the dude with the creepy mouth, because I couldn't stop staring. And it was like, I could not keep a track of who was who for a second. Like, it was impossible. So, in this, we know it was definitely- so, so, basically, I should say that- so, we know that he's upset about the land, because there's another guy in the mix. Like, we needed just another white guy who shows up, who is a, like- Business magnate from some town, just there for the it's like in town for the week. Like, I have so many questions. Like, okay, why is he just, like hanging around downtown? Like, he acts like he's another person that lives there. So, is he is he at the hotel or is he not? Like, I don't. I have questions. But regardless, he's just there, either temporary or he does live there. But he also happens to be like a billionaire who wants to buy it and build a resort on that land that the guy owns. So, like, so. Are you trying to tell me that there's, like, someone who lives in Cabot Cove who's just, like, sitting on several million dollars that wants to just build a resort? Or if this guy's just come to come to town for the week, why is he acting like he knows everybody? And, like, sitting in, like, a town hall meeting, like, it's, like, a thing he does weekly. Like, what? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're saying- I love that you're saying there's only, like, three people that are really recurring. Because, honestly, by the way that the town hall town hall meeting was set up- it felt like everybody there was a weekly character. So, like, I could not keep track of who was who for a fucking second. It was infuriating. Imagine Stars Hollow watching a town hall meeting and then seeing all the people acting the way that, you know, Stars Hollow characters act, and then you go to the next episode and none of them are in it ever again. And you're just like, wait a minute, did I just sit through that for no reason? Because why would you introduce this many crazy maniacs and not, like, follow up about them every other day? Like, ugh. So instead... We just find out that he's, like, looking to do business, wants to buy that land up, but now he's also suspicious because he's not sure if it's worth his time. So, like, look, I buy that that's the situation, but if if he doesn't want to keep it anymore, he should be on the next flight out. What is he doing hanging around town waiting to see if this Native American thing pans out? Like, he's probably got bigger things to do. But he seems completely content to just sit there and, like, you know. Figure it out with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kevin Cope. Kevin Cope, man. I mean, it's a nice <laughs> town, but it's not that nice. Like, it's not like you're on vacation when you're there. So he is, um, he's also there, like, waiting for the town hall meeting to start. So we get, like, a little rundown town of, like, you know, this is the drunk guy. The drunk guy is, like, basically yelling at, um, uh, the the, the hotel magnate saying, you better fucking buy that land. He's like, well, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. He's like you're buying that fucking land and then like the drunk guy ad is there with his wife who's clearly like it's upsetting from the beginning because it's clearly an abusive relationship and it's really sad. So he's like shrug like he's like pushing her out of the way a little bit and her brother, we find out another white guy in the mix, comes up and is like, "Hey, don't touch my sister." And like they're like well, I, I told and then he's, this is what I'm saying it feels like there's pe- these people have been in every episode so far because he's like I'm if I told you if you ever touch my sister again I was gonna murder you or something like that and I'm like well is this the second time we've seen him yell at him because like mate for all I know last episode he was yelling at him don't touch my sister you know what I mean. Nope. No, just is, like literally walks in like he's already been here for the whole time.
1: They're throwing you right in the town, man. Right here, <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: sorry. This is it's like a real... Feeling. It's a real, like, um... Yeah, David or Russell piece where you're just thrown into the mix. <laughs> like, halfway through the story. But so... So they're, they're sitting in a town hall meeting now that we've met everybody. And, um... The... The town hall meeting begins. He kind of gives, like, an overview of what's going on in the town hall. All the people are basically, like, cut to the chase, mayor. What the fuck's the deal with this Native American dude? And, of course... As this is all going on, um, well, for, I should say even in the beginning, when everyone's, like, filtering into the town hall meeting, um, you see, like, this guy, um, this, I mean, you don't know, because he was wearing the headdress and all that other stuff the other time, but he's, he definitely seems like, um... Not like the other, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I now mean, the other word I'm looking for is he's he's not white, um so he they're walking into the into the room and he shows up in a suit with a briefcase and then like like you know, like wanders into the crowd and makes his way in. and I'm like I'm like, guys, why is no one like looking around? like he's the only non-white person in this entire town. and they also all know each other. It's like super incestuous. so I'm like, why is no one looking like, who's this random guy? like they should know, hey, We've got an interloper here. <laughs> Maybe this is the guy, like that. Just that through a spirit or mayor. Like I don't think it's it's fair for them to say, hey, if he's not white, it has to be the same guy. But when they were that upset about seeing him the first time, you would think it would stick with them. Like anytime they saw anybody else, like it's so white. Like it's just it's not. It's clearly the first non-white person that's been there in a while. So so he comes wandering in and sits down amongst the crowd. And so once the mayor starts talking about things. And like they they go to the crowd for an opinion which is never a good idea at any meeting in any town hall in any of small town in America to be totally honest but they ask for like an opinions and that's where we get the first someone first drops the line savage which I'm like oh this is great like this is this is just such quality television that someone's it's literally we're supposed to be rooting for the people that are literally dropping the word savage into their conversation and he's like oh yeah it's this bullshit um uh, it all is kind of like, you know, we're here first. It's our land. Again, the irony is so deep ingrained into what they're saying. It's, it's baffling that no one says anything about it. And then this guy, like, honestly, kind of like a death wish, practically. I'm like, good for him for, like, standing up for himself. But I'm like, Jesus Christ. You, like, went right into the town hall meeting. He's sitting there all, like, politely. But then once people, like, hit a certain point, he stands up. He's like... I'm like, well, first of all, if it was this big of a deal to get everybody's attention, he might as well just have walked up to the the front from the beginning. <laughs> but he, Instead, he sits there and waits for everybody to be rude. Then he stands up and interrupts them, and he's like, hey, everybody's asking um, questions. You might as well ask the person who can give you the answers to everything. Yeah. And, and they're like, <gasps> and, then, and then we literally have Jessica Fletcher stand up and say, and who might you be, stranger?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I was like, that's what I was like, when was this show filmed and aired? Because this seems like something out of Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Like that show was more progressive than this is like, this is insanity. And so, so she stands up, says that to him. And I'm just like, uh. and so he describes that he, Hey, okay, look, I wanted everybody's attention. I did this just to get, make sure you're looking. I'm like, well, that's terrifying. Cause now they're furious at you, but I'm not that, not that I mean, he, he, what he did was kind of theatrical, but it was also, I guess like a statement So, like, for them to all be so grossed out by it, I'm like, you really, he didn't even do that much. He just kind of let you know about the deal. Like, if any, if he had just walked up to town and, like, handed them the paper, they still would have probably reacted just as negatively. And so, uh, when he, when he described to them that, like, you know, the basic land deal is that my ancestors own this land, and it's rightfully mine, and I have the, the original documents to prove it, and you can test it, and it'll be valid. Um, and he, he's the 11th,
1: like the eleventh or the twelfth descendant of the of the man that helped found that area. Found
0: the land, yeah. I, w- I guess Cabot Cove in general, maybe is what they founded, but it's he's from the Algonquin tribe, I think it was. So Yeah. He is the rightful heir to the to the land that, that they're living on. And <clears throat> I mean, like he he has every right to be annoyed and I have a hard time like like, letting them paint him with this villain brush that the episode keeps trying to do. Which is insane to me that they would even do that. Even, like- I know this is the 80s, but Jesus. Even then, people knew, like, we really fucked up when it came to Native Americans, right? But, like, uh... He kind of is- Not in Catechol, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Um, but... he He also kind of acts like a little bit of a dick at first. Like, you're like, dude, pump the brakes a little bit. He, like- he, he he says like um yeah this is my land and now you're all gonna be paying rent and it's like god damn it like you're just stoking the flames of this drama like let, he should have had a lawyer with him from the beginning like, I'm like what is this guy doing without any kind of like representation because uh, we'll see later on it's really dangerous to be doing like like to walk I mean. It sucks because on the one hand, it's like, he shouldn't have to worry about this. It's not his responsibility to worry about all these stupid old white people and whether or not they'll behave around him. But on the other hand, I'm like, I'm just worried for him because I'm like, I know this is not going to end well. Why is he being this like, I'm like, oh God, I'm like, you're you're just setting yourself up to get like hurt and not in in the best way. So he he yells at them. He says, you're all going to pay me rent now. Like I'm your new landlord, essentially. And everyone, like, freaks the fuck out. And, uh, including someone who screams at him, thieving redskin, which I was like...
1: Oh. Such an intense
0: <sighs> moment. In and, and I was just like, oh, wow, this is just good TV, right? Like, the thing... I think good TV, like that. And then um, afterwards, because they're so, like, appalled by it, they have, like, a little special meeting. Which, of course, she has, like, a Fletcher's in on. Because Jessica's, Jessica Fletcher is basically part of the town hall government. Whatever that is. And, um... They bring her into the office. Who else is in the office? I can't remember.
1: It's, like... It's definitely the mayor. the doctor, the mayor. Right? Yeah. And the sheriff.
0: I think the guy that works for the bank is also... He, he like, steps in and, like, forces himself in because he has, like, majority share over the land right now. And I'm, like... Again, like, the the whole situation is, is fucked to begin with, but, like... It's so frustrating to have to, like, witness, like, this- this- basically, like, the equivalent of, like, it- because we have this- this- this banker guy who's this old- also old white guy who owns all the land, and then you have this Native American guy who's like, no, I own all the land, and it's just another version. It's just so- it's- it's, like, another form of, like, well, so even, like, if- even if the Native American isn't- isn't owning it anymore- the people that live there don't even own it because it's, no one owns it. Like, it's a whole, it's a weird metaphor for the concept of land ownership in general, basically. Because we have the, like, when you bring the bank and the mortgages into it, it makes it so much more complicated because it's not like you're saying it, it'd it be so much better if we had, like, something like Stars Hollow where all the people in the town were upset for their own homes. Which you kind of vaguely get with a couple different people. But mostly the banker guy is the one that represents them. And he's like, I'm so afraid for these mortgages. And I'm like, it's hard, first of all, to find that very empathetic. But secondly, it's, like, (laughs) super upsetting because it it kind of represents, like, the banking industry and, like, super wealth and, like, creepy. Like, it's a lot of weird, accidental, like, you know, um, it's, like, an intense representation of capitalism, which is super not what you want to put next to like, how our old imperialism stuff went down. Like, it, it's a weird concept to, like, oh, you know what this epi- episode could use more of? Old school economic leadership. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. So, anyway, so he's sitting there, like, um, this is stupid, and he, I think he's the one that called him a thieving redskin, or, or one of the people in the audience does. And then afterwards, they're talking with the uh, professor, who is, I think his name is Crenshaw, right? Yeah. Crenshaw, the old 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 dude. And, Professor Guy. Yeah, Professor Guy. And he's looking, he, this is where we see that prop that I mentioned before, which I, is baffling. And uh, this is also the point where the Native American guy says, I know your daughter. Like, we, we used to do research at the university. So it's like, that's when, well, and then a little bit later on, we also get introduced to the fact that he, we find out that the, the Native American dude went to Harvard Law? And like quit it in it! What? Like, then you should definitely know you need a lawyer. What are you doing? Like, I didn't get that at all. And also, that he didn't approach this whole situation legally. Like, he didn't you know, put it, like, he didn't file a grievance, like, he just walked up to the mayor and handed him a piece of paper, I'm like, this isn't how you do this, like, what? You can't just claim land by, like, doing that, like, that's not how it works, it's like saying, like, mine, it's like, shotgun land, (laughs) like, no, you need to, like, file a grievance with the city or the state or something, or maybe the, the whole, the whole, um, um, you know, federal government, depending on how big the land is, and then Go from there. You can't just like, you know, step in on a town hall meeting and then or step in on a, a Founders' Day <laughs> ceremony where everyone's singing America the Beautiful and then just get the land because of that. But so he assures them it's not a hoax. Um he's also already had it um tested by other colleagues of his. Now, I thought that was like a huge red herring, but apparently it wasn't or something. <laughs> like he had it like pre tested by like three different people. I'm like, that seems like kinda suspicious. Like he wanted to like make it so that he didn't need to test it himself, but either way, he didn't actually find out if he's gonna do it. He just says, oh, I'll I'll check out that this is legitimate, but either way. Um, so he's like, uh-oh, it looks like it is real, so everyone's really panicking at this point. Even Jessica Fletcher. She seems pretty upset by the whole situation too.
1: Was she normally this, like, uptight and ridiculous? <laughs> she, like, yes, one. Yes? <laughs> she is, which is, like, and she's very, like, bizarre when it comes to, like, the most random thing is she's like, I'm kind of cool. No, she's not. She's like your, She's like everyone's weird trying to be with it grandma. it's Kind of. <laughs> like, she's like a mess. So can you
0: describe <laughs> what a normal episode of the show is like at this point? Because I feel like we're already this far into one that's, that, is this not normal or is it normal? Like, I-, I...
1: Very normal. Oh, that's so be, insane like, to me! And so many episodes will be oh. like, it will be this very, 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 very long random plot of something happening, and then nothing's really happening, <laughs> and then someone dies, and then someone dies like for like minute like twenty eight. Why? No Why do they die so late <laughs> in the episode?
0: Why is that a thing? I don't get it. I, I, that's the one thing I think that, that modern crime shows have really kind of solved is you have to start with the, the body already being dead because it just makes it so much more upsetting to watch... Even though the guy's a piece of shit. It's, like, really weird to watch somebody be a person and, like, walk around and be alive and then to see them dead. Like, most of the time you don't really get that in the show. You get maybe, like, a minute or two or maybe even ten minutes. You don't get, like, a full episode. It's really creepy, to be honest. Like, it makes it a lot more... Dark, like it's it's almost like she's living in a world of murder instead of just you know stumbling she's definitely upon. Definitely living in a world of murder. <laughs> Jesus,
1: her town of one hundred someone dies every week. <laughs> like that's the one thing
0: that you could say that Castle took away that's different than this is that he is stumbling upon murders because he works with police, whereas I feel like she's just living in a world where at, at any given moment anyone could be murdered. Like you should, she should be worried. Like it's not like she's stumbling upon a bunch of murders. It's the. Like people in her town are getting murdered. Like there's only a hundred of them. So like, watch your fucking back. Because honestly, like Friday the Thirteenth movies have less characters. Like have more characters. I'm sorry. So like, it, it's it's a little it's a little unnerving to be. The the premise of the show is basically that I'm going to write about my life and my life is murder. <laughs> like right? Isn't that kind of pretty intense? Oh Jesus! So. So she's also, like, pretty upset about it, which is, again, really hard to watch because it's, like, your, your, your main character. And and, and he, like, kind of storms out of the room, like, just deal with it, check, check it out, I promise you, you'll you'll find out soon enough that I'm not lying, and then you're going to have to give up your land. And everyone is, like, literally shaken to their core. Like, the concept is, like, oh my god, we were fucked. <laughs> And um, he. But well, then we go outside after after all that that um bravado, and we see, and Jessica Fletcher and all of them show up, and he is outside being yelled at by some random guys, and like this is I think it's the same guy that called him a savage earlier, right? Isn't it? Is it the the brother of the of the girl of the wife or something? Yeah. Which again, it's like another person who was I guess supposed to be rooting for by the end of the episode, but I'm like he's a piece of shit, like a real racist, gross. Oh, he is like actually the worst. And it's, like, you're supposed to be, like, wow, but he has, like, some good elements or something? Like, you're, like, no, no, no. Right? Doesn't it kind of, like, back... Even racists have hearts. That's literally the whole episode. Don't they kind of, like, backtrack it to make him, like, the hero almost in a weird way? They try to. Like, that's insane! After he does horrifying (laughs) things. Horrifying things. things. (laughs) Horrifying things. So, so he... Well, speaking of in this episode, when he gets outside... This is where he's like, oh god, at one point he says, come on, Redskin, show us how you dance. I'm like, uh, I'm like, wow, this show didn't give a shit at all. <laughs> I mean, it is the 80s, but even then, like, I feel like that's some fucking, oh god, that's some that's some dark shit to be saying. So then they proceed to try and beat him up, although the Native American, like, knows kung fu or something, and like, takes him down with like, the briefcase and a couple punches, and like, then it uh, threatens to take the rest of them down. And then, um, the professor's daughter, like, kind of pulls up, like, a getaway driver. And she's like, hop in! And he's like, "Oh!" And then, um, one of the, uh, one of the old white guys, because there's, like, eight of them in the mix. One of them says, lucky he happened to be passing by, huh? And Jessica Fletcher, that's, like, a pushing on her face, like, it is lucky and then she or is it and then she's like dun, dun, dun. and it has like these stings where it does like this music it doesn't do like the dun 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 but it does like a dun, dun. Like, like it's <laughs> so stupid it's like masterpiece theater and so she's like it is interesting and so she obviously is now suspicious of how the connection with the, da- with the daughter of the professor is because it is it was obviously like she was like waiting around for him um and then she asks um she asked the guy like what What are you up to like she's like "What? what is this all about like you obviously have some some greater scheme here because they were researchers at the I guess at Harvard she said at the university but it's at Harvard um, and she's like oh you never mentioned this back when you were at Harvard like so is this all a game to you and he's like he, basically yeah essentially he's like yeah but I'm sorry I didn't want to tell you because I thought you would try and stop me from doing it and she's like well wh- what? The, what's the issue here and he's like the issue here is that that uh, the white man has been taking my land for forever, and what if we have to show for it? Ignimation, humiliation, and reservations. like, someone, someone was, some old white guy was writing this episode and was like, wrote that line It was like, Fuck, fucking nailed so it. So good about himself. Yeah, fucking nailed it. And so, um, but he comes in, he's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm here to finally get it back. Like, I'm, I'm here to take my land back. And, um, now that we know both sides to it, even then, it's, like, this is not that complicated an issue. Either it gets approved or denied. Like, why is this this big, dramatic thing? File a lawsuit, it either gets approved or denied. Like, what, or you could appeal it, but, like, is this not the big, sophisticated, like, premise that they're trying to make it. Like, it should be a court case, essentially. (laughs) Like, this should not be, like, him, like, trying to, like, single-handedly steal the town back. Like, that's not how this would work. Like, it would work with like, again, like, a court system. It's not how you... Can You're making too much sense. Way, way too much sense. You're making
1: way too much sense.
0: So then, um, so then, uh, oh my god, this is the point where the daughter goes back to the professor. Oh, god. So she... Hmm. She was sitting hmm. with him in the car, and they, um, they were talking about, obviously, like, this, like I said before, his his plans for trying to take back the town. And then when she walks in and the father, like, found out that he, that she knew him, because it's, when they're at the town hall, or no, at the governor, or not governor, the mayor's office, um, they find out, this is where they find out that she knew him, because he jumps into her car. So I guess it, we're going along to the father that she knew him. And so he's like, um, have you, did you have something to tell me about him? And then she, or she's like, is there anything between you, is what he says? And then she turns to him and says, do you mean, are we lovers? <laughs> way to your dad, first of all, which is creepy as hell, and, like, secondly, like, why are you even bringing this up? Like, I didn't think that was even part of it until you said it, like, I guess that they're both the same age, and she's helping him run away, but, like, you didn't even really understand that they were related until a second ago, like, why would they, but then she's like, no, we're just friends, dad, and I'm like, oh. and so he's like, well, still, it's just bad for the town, and blah, blah, stupid stuff. Um, and then this is where, uh, I don't know if you want to describe this part of the episode, it's really upsetting. This is where they introduce the whole, um, the, the,
1: the spousal abuse stuff. Throw it at me. Next day, uh, Jessica Fletcher Fletcher's walking down the street, and she, like, sees the wife talking to the, is that the banker man? It's, was it the banker man?
0: Yeah, he's, like, scooping out another man. house.
1: Yeah. In order, like,
0: oh, okay, so not to interrupt, you can go back to it in a second, but so basically, the, the banker man is, is looking at another house where he's maybe gonna help pay for a mortgage, which, I'm like, that's not really what mortgage companies do, but alright, it's fine. Like, apparently the bank sent him down to see if it's a good house for him to pay for, for their mortgages. I'm like, they're acting like the bank is, like a, 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 like, a person who is, like, spots friends. I'm like, no, it's a bank, like- Maybe, I guess he was be inspecting it, but he wasn't inspecting it. He was taking photos of it, so it's not the same thing. But either way, he's saying that the bank might pay for another mortgage, and Jessica Fletcher's suspicious because she said, hey, you told me the bank was really nervous about any of the mortgages they have. What are they <laughs> doing buying more? He's like, I'm not real worried about it, because I don't think this guy is legit anymore. Even though at that point we don't have any reason to think that, but... What, question mark? Whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: go ahead. <laughs> um, and so he drives off, and the wife like tries to get into her home and she trips and falls and Jessica Fletcher is there to save the, the day. And the important thing is like she's like bruises on her face, she has bruises on her arm, and so Jessica Fletcher takes her inside. She makes her coffee. She like grills her.
0: <laughs> like classic. She, like, grills. Yeah, I love how you like takes her inside, makes her coffee, grills her as Jessica Fletcher like, oh, wants to, to coffee. do.
1: Like, oh. And grills her on, like what's like why she has so many bruises. And she's like, oh, you know general like domestic abuse it's it's super so like okay
0: <clears throat> when she's outside she trips like real like falls on her face it's, basically yeah it's really sad oh 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 and that's the point where yeah after the, the hotel guy had left and so Jessica when she brings her inside like the bruise is like intensely purple and she's wearing like a short sleeve shirt so this woman's not hiding it which not you should but it's it's She's, like, shocked when Jessica's asking her about it. Like, it's a weird, I don't know, the the way that this this woman up is, like, she's just such a periphery character. Like, oh, yeah, it's, like, I don't know, it's this woman in town who gets beat all the time. Like, it's horrible that they would treat her so, like, blase. Just, like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Jessica doesn't really say much. She just kind of, like, sucks, right? (laughs) Like, like, it's awful. And uh, she's painting her furniture, right? Like, there's, like, varnish in the kitchen? I think
1: so. I think
0: so. So the, there's this furniture in the kitchen with a sign that says wet paint, which I found really annoying because I'm like, why would you write a sign that says what paint? <laughs> I said, Did you notice that too? She writes a sign that says wet paint do not touch or something, or just maybe just wet paint. I don't remember. But it, either way, it's a sign that says wet paint. And it's in her own damn kitchen, and it's not even <laughs> facing the living room. So it's like facing the wall, so that like if you're like pouring a cup of tea and you turned around, you're like, "Oops, don't forget the kitchen table is painted, like, lady, are you gonna forget that you painted your kitchen table because that stuff smells. It's not gonna be subtle, Like I could see maybe putting it for people who are coming in your house, but. She doesn't seem to have that many guests, so I, I have so many questions here, though, but... She was just she was really distraught and distressed. Well, what I bet happened is they painted the table, and they thought that it was going to be super shiny. It would look clearer, and they had a piece of, like, a little thing like, of paint out, and they think, oh, this will totally look, like, freshly painted. And then they started shooting, and they're like, oh, my God, it doesn't read at all on the, on the camera. And, uh, so they us put a piece of paper facing the work. camera that says wet paint. <laughs> She's so gonna make it worse. cannot miss it. And then I did that, and that's how the episode went on. It was very important for the episode. But look, I need to describe- We can't have
1: them- We can't have them not seeing that it's really- Exactly! It's a,
0: it, it literally is like Chekhov's gun, or Chekhov's paint can. <laughs> but like, um, like- So imagine like a breakfast nook. Right? It's, it's an Indian kitchen, so it's really in, the, in, the, in the, the kitchen itself. But imagine in a kitchen with like- f- Say there's four walls. Like- it's the wall that, that there's no door on is where the the, the, the what paint sign is facing. It makes no sense that a wet, si- wet paint sign will be facing a wall where nobody stands or comes in. Like what? <sighs> it's like, if you walked in a room and it had a wet paint sign and it was facing the direction you're not walking into, you won't even see it. Like, what's the point in putting that there at all? <laughs> like, it makes me curious. Like, at least, like, put it on, like, the wall near the, the table so at least then you'll see, like, you know what paints nearby like it was insanity so anyway so that's there and she just she figures oh you're painting your ch- your kitchen table she's like yeah that was my idea i'm just trying to tidy up like you know and my husband's terrible he'd never let me do anything good when <laughs> hit, hit nudge nudge I'm like
1: this
0: is so awful that we're like uh that we're just like ah, it makes me so sad and she also has like a big puffy eye cuz she's like oh yeah i know we do i've just been crying like <laughs>
1: exactly Jessica Fletcher's like, your eyes really, like, are you okay? Your eyes are really puffy. And she's like, oh, i just been crying so much because of this whole thing with the land and whatnot. One of her eyes is, like, blue.
0: And also, like, guess what, Jessica Fletcher? If you ask someone why are their eyes puffy and they say, I've been crying nonstop for a while, it's okay <laughs> to follow up and say, why? She doesn't. <laughs> she kind of offers vaguely, like, you know, with all this stuff going on, she's like, no tell me what? why. Like, she does not ask any questions. Reason. Like, it is insane to me that Jessica she Jessica would... Fletcher had to be a terrible crisis
1: counselor. <laughs> yeah, so she would- like, she'd, she'd just be like- horrifying.
0: She would wait around until there was a murder <laughs> to solve, basically. So nosy,
1: and not at the right times, so and not for the right
0: reasons. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. She waits until there's a body to get nosy, when you really- <laughs> This is an example of a situation where she could have tried to intervene previous to that. She's also her neighbor, so- it's... And it's also clear- like, the way she describes these things, the, the problem I really have with it is that she's like, you know how my husband is. I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, you shouldn't know how someone's husband is if he's beating her all the time. Also,
1: like, it's like, this is obviously on just of, like, regular walk. Exactly, that's what house. I mean. Like, like you know, so, we've had this conversation no, this before. He's just beating him. Yeah, like,
0: uh, he's a drunk. You know how he is. Like, no! If he's always doing this and you constantly are, are talking about how he's, like, stumbling home drunk and then taking it out on you, maybe... Someone should have intervened at this point. If you're not able to do it yourself, like, call some. Like, ah, it's upsetting.
1: It's really I mean, upsetting.
0: Ugh.
1: I think... Jessica Fletcher's a mess. But, yeah. But, like, she's <laughs> all about
0: solving mysteries, and this is, like, such an easy solve, and she still won't... She refuses to do anything with it, so it's really upsetting to watch, but... She likes her to be a bi, I guess, when she starts her mystery solving. In fact, she solves the husband's murder... Longer than she takes to solve the wife's getting beat up on. Like, really, your priorities are all out of whack. Just like a Fletcher, get it together. But so, um, uh, this is where I mean we've already kind of heard like you know word of mouth from the other guys arguing about the land deal with the with the restaurant, not the restaurant, the hotel resort guy. But this is where like the wife like spells it out. Like basically, he bought the land. The reason why he wants to sell it is this, and it's the only good thing he's ever done. Essentially, like okay, and. This is the same moment, like, immediately after the fact, where we have another, like, super frazzled meeting where the reporters are, like, freaking out because, um, her husband, had his body was found the night before, stabbed in the middle of, um, the town hall with the lance, which the uh, Native American guy, George Longbow, used to throw the land deal, um, at the mayor with, originally, So, that's why he didn't come home. Um, So, she claims that he didn't, also, I guess we should say she claimed that he didn't come home that night, the the night before. So, she was, like, home alone, um, painting her kitchen, (laughs) like, like you do. Um,
1: Living
0: her best life. Like, who, like, on a a Friday night is like, I'm gonna go home and, like, varnish my kitchen, like, ugh. So, I thought that would have been more interesting if she had done that because she was trying to cover something up, but she, it, it's clear that that was just, like, an arbitrary thing that happened. So, and I have another question, because I think he was sitting down before all the stuff went down, so why is he not covered in varnish, but I don't know. But, uh, either way, so he, he, um, he's found dead, and they're freaking out. But the medical examiner, now he's a, you say he's a regular, too? Yeah, The doctor guy? So, what is he like normally? Is he normally any better than what he is in this episode, or no? No, he's
1: a—he's like the jerk. Oh, really? Of the time. Yeah, he acts just like that at all times.
0: So, uh, <laughs> a lot of real compelling characters here on Murder She Wrote. Um, <laughs> so he—he he says obviously this this person was murdered. Uh, he has this lance sticking out of his chest. Um, but he was very unlikable. He has a lot of enemies. It could have been a couple different people. Um, obviously everyone's focus is on the Native American guy because you know they're looking for a reason to pin him at this point, and um, but he's a little concerned because based on his basic investigation, the body was likely murdered somewhere else and put there after the fact because there's no pool, there's no pool of blood there because if he had stabbed him like we should say like he he is stabbed in the chest like right in the heart so if he yes. was ch- stabbed there it makes sense that if that's something that, obviously Jessica Fletcher writes murder she wrote novels all the time. How does she not know that? Like, where's this huge pool of blood that should be here from a, a mor- mortal gushing chest wound? But she they're both like, oh, whatever. So he, he's, like, uh, splayed out in the middle of the town hall, and uh, he, he says, basically, look, he was moved here. So it could have been the George Longbow dude, but he moved him here from a different location, that's for sure. Um, And Jessica now is... I think this is the first time when Jessica's like, that doesn't make sense. I don't think it's him. That's like a red herring or something stupid like like murder. She wrote, I'm sure it does all the time. Like He said he's too too smart for that. I mean, she's not wrong. Because it would have made no sense for him to do that. Because he has a legally binding document. Why would he stab and murder a person in... In the middle of town, and then drop their body with a, a, basically a calling card stuck sticking out of his chest. Like it's, he's basically like you might as well like murder people in, in in broad daylight if you're gonna be doing that. Like it it was pointless. So he um he he's getting the blame for it, although she's now suspicious. Um and so they take off in a car to go somewhere else downtown to keep you know solving the mystery. And there's a little scene here. It's just so arbitrary, and I'm just super nitpicky. But she, they pull up to, I guess it's the the, um, the sheriff's office, I think, or something. Um, and she gets out of the car. She's about to get out of the car there. He pulls up, and there's, like, parking lines that run diagonal down the street. They park... Okay, so if you've ever parked in, like, a town hall area, imagine, like, diagonal parking lines that go, like, um, perp- well, I guess, like, parallel across from where the, the store's fronts are. So, like, if you have meters and it's not, like, you know it's hard to even describe but essentially they're parking like imagine parking spaces they park like three spaces long like they don't even park in a parking space they park in three spaces basically they pull up like i'm just like this is the epitome of like all white people they don't like parking spaces don't matter to them they're taking three at a time like they don't care like i was just so infuriated the way they pulled up and i was like no big deal and then so she he drops her off because she's gonna go see um um, Crenshaw, the professor, at one point to see what his findings are, but we find out from another person who comes up and talks to her that oh no no, no, he ran off with it, and um, they think he's gonna well, cause the husband died, they think other people have they stand to make money from it because I think that the, either the bank owns it because you know mortgages that's how they work, or somebody else owns it basically. So they're thinking somebody's trying to make a profit off of the land that he would have owned. That was the the motive for the murder. Again, doesn't really speak to the the Native American guy because he's supposed to. He's thinking he already has the the property, right? Like he, from the minute he's introduced, he seems like he's like, yeah, I have this is mine. Like there's no subtlety there. So, I don't know who knows. But so he's he the, his murder is still kind of being investigated. Yeah. But the resort guy, um, she asked him about the convo, the conversation he has with the, with the wife, and she's like, um. First of like, it's a pleasure to meet you. Then later, she starts, like, giving him, like, a hard time. And he's like, um, when I said it was a pleasure to meet you, perhaps I spoke in haste. <laughs> like, who talks like that? Like, fuck you, dude. Like, she's she's a real bitch, too. But, like, yikes. Like, don't, like, it was ridiculous. But so, uh, they, she's basically saying, like, hey, you told the wife that maybe, um, you're not gonna go on the deal anymore. Like, would you have killed him in order for this to not... Like, she's also questioning him, essentially. And he's, like, it wasn't... Basically, his response equates to, it wasn't me! <laughs> like, no. <"Hello?" laughs> and then this is the point where those local thugs that were, like, the creeps that were throwing all these, like, gross epithets at the guy, they're, um... They're driving around down, like, out... out some, some, Almost out of town. And they stumble across where... Stumble across where his truck is. They recognize his truck somehow, which, I'm like, they haven't seen the truck, but I guess maybe they see him in it. And they, like, chase him the fuck down. They drive him off the road. And once they find him in the in the woods, they're like, y- you're not gonna, like, good luck getting out of this one, kid, or something like that. Like, they're basically saying, we're gonna beat you. Like, it's awful. It's horrible. And one of them is the brother. The brother that, right? of the sister that's being beaten. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's that guy. And he's like, yeah, you're get at, looking, trying to get out of this one, punk. And I'm like, Knowing what we know about the brother as well, it's even more ridiculous that he's so blasé about, like, all this violence. Like, it's really... Like, how are we supposed to be rooting for these people? Oh, he sucks so bad. (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, Jessica meets with a banker dude at that point, too. Um, and so, uh, he... He... He's implying... Oh, I guess maybe earlier this scene I'm talking about before this happens now. I think we were... We jumped ahead a little bit. But, so, he's talking about, like, you know... Longo is probably a murderer. The property values are going to double once this property is bought up by this this um the the resort dude. So uh, you know you you should be happy in the long run, Jessica. And she's like, uh, she says a sentence which I've never heard a more stupid old white lady thing to say, where she just says, "I suppose you can't quarrel with prosperity." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this. This show sucks. I'm sorry. I know it's like your favorite <laughs> show, but like, oh my god, what, who talks like that? That that reads like something out of a history book. That even then, it was out of touch. Like, ugh. so then, um, we also find. Oh, and also, he says Jessica, go back to your typewriter, which was like, what? Like, who talks like in one sentence she can be so ignorant, and then the next sentence someone's so ignorant to her. It's like it's never ending with these people. Um, but she she's like, alright, oh, whatever she leaves him alone, and then also talks to the bank guy, and then talks and out, finds out that he offered Crenshaw, the professor, $50,000 because of course they just have that lying around because mortgages, yo um, she says I want you, or he says that he wanted to prove that it was fraud the, the, the land grant document, he wanted to do whatever he could to prove it was a fraudulent document so that this wouldn't he, the, the Native American guy wouldn't own the land and so he he left with the $50,000 and then he uh, the bank guy actually is a little annoyed because he's like I should have just waited a couple hours because I didn't know that this George Longboat guy would have fucked himself over by being like a murderer in heavy quotation marks and um that's that's it and then so then in ta- as they're finishing up talking though, this is the scene uh, again like this episode has been upsetting to watch from beginning to end but this is maybe <laughs> like, I, I, I'm laughing because it's upsetting but like This is maybe one of the most insensitive scenes I've ever watched for this podcast. Like, this one little, like, couple-minute scene. Because they come flying into town in a pickup truck. And they're, like, hooting and hollering and, like, honking the horn. And there's two guys standing up in the back of the pickup truck holding the Native American guy arm-in-arm. He's bloodied and beaten. And they're like, we got him. We got the idiot. And it's really upsetting to watch. Like, I could not believe how insensitive. Like... I understand the other stuff. It's not good, but at least you could somehow misunderstand it as like misbegotten pride or misbegotten, you know, pr- protecting the, our our values and our land or all that stuff of America, all that stupid stuff. But this is just like hardcore racist, disgusting behavior, and it's like just, I mean, even Jessica, you, I would you would agree, right? Like Jessica's even pretty grossed out by it. I think
1: Jessica was horrified, but. She's She still her. isn't that horrified. Like, I mean, she's horrified. She wasn't, she wasn't like, she's, no one in that town's ever going to be too horrified. Which is crazy! So. But like, if
0: you saw someone literally holding a person arm in arm, like they caught them red-handed, which is really gross in its own ways, but like yeah they caught them there, and he's literally blood, like, blood is on his jacket, blood is on his mouth, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot they think he's a murderer, but even then, like, even if you think that you're trying to take a guy in for murder, they were not beating him up for the murder. They were beating him up for the land. well,
1: the brother wanted the husband dead anyway, so it's not as if he was gonna be beating him that hard because of it. Exactly. And on
0: top of that, like, there's an ulterior motive to why they're—we'll find out soon enough why they're even targeting this guy in the first place. So it's like they went after him for that reason. Like it wasn't like he stumbled across him. They probably were looking for him all day, all morning, because they knew they needed to set it up. But either way, they—they um—they try and act like, oh yeah, like um, we got him. He's this is like a trophy. Like it's—it's it's disgusting. He's a human being, and like whatever you th- think of the Native American guy, because he can be—he was a little grating at first. He certainly does not warrant getting beat up or anything. Like, it's not like he's threatening people himself or, like, picking fights with people. Like, he was just, like, driving around town minding his own business. It wasn't like he was downtown again throwing spears or anything crazy. Like, that was ridiculous enough that people were trying to get in fist with him when he first defends himself and runs off with the do- with the daughter. But at least then like it was like, you know, right after he had t- like told them all he's going to be the landlord. Like there was not that there's reason for them to get beat up. But at least then you can understand it was like them things got out of control. At this point it's like almost oh, it a full day later, so they're just like straight up villains like trolling around town looking for this guy, premeditated, find him, take him and then drive back to town like like marauders like we got the guy and everyone's I wouldn't say they're cheering because obviously a lot of people are horrified like Jessica is at least a little bit but there's like press there that have been covering the murder so they all turn they start taking photos and it's like the reaction is really like accidentally grotesque because they're all even if they're not like happy the way that they're taking photos almost implies like it's something worth noting which it shouldn't be like you shouldn't be like you should be, like, gross. Like, you shouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're taking photos of something, it kind of implies, like, it's worth taking a photo of, which is just these people, like, basically abusing this man. It's really upsetting. And so they they hand him over, and he's, like, arrested. Like, they weren't themselves brought up on any kind of charges or any, it was so insane. And they basically are treated like, yeah, you were basically made a citizen's arrest, which is just, what the fuck? I hope afterwards they got some kind of, I don't think they even did, to be totally honest. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> Nothing happened to anybody. I don't. I think they all just walked away with, like, hands clean. They got, like, mild scolding from Jessica. Isn't that and insane? So they're, they're downtown. He gets handed in. He goes to, to go and get, you know, um, I guess it was, it's not really prison yet. He's only in jail for the night because it's a small town. I don't know if they're going to put him in prison. But, um, he, um, he's sitting there waiting to be seen, and Jessica comes in and, and decides to, like, you know, see if She's right in her instincts and see if he's not a crazy person, like, who's murdering people. Which is obviously not the case, but he hasn't really said it for himself until- We haven't seen him since that first night yet. So she asks him, like, do you have an alibi, essentially? And he tells her no, (laughs) basically. I got back to my hotel. The front desk was already closed by then. But I promise you I didn't do this. And she's like, I believe you. I'm like, thank you old white lady, for taking up his case. Maybe now he'll be saved. And he's just like, oh, I'm not going anywhere when she goes off to try and ask somebody else. Like, it's just it's pathetic. Like, everything about
1: it is just a a terrible excuse for... for She asks him why he's doing it, and he's like, oh, I'm trying to raise money for um, a scholarship for Native Americans. That's when he brings that up.
0: Wait, is that and when he... he just, I didn't even
1: notice that. That's that. when he first brings that. out, when she's like, oh. She's like, well, why did you do this to begin with? Like, why did you even, like, come after us? And he's like, "Why? Well, I'm just trying to raise money for all of these um, Native American students so they can actually go to college. <laughs> it's just like... What a is, villain with a terrible who we, premise. Like, I like, who are we rooting for <laughs> in this, this episode? I'm not really sure. Um, well, who are we supposed to be rooting for? I, they
0: never really clarify because you think it's him. Because, obviously, he's the... Per- I mean, nowadays, it would be him. But, like, I think it's because it's still a little bit outdated. They didn't know whether or not to make him the villain or the hero. So, he's kind of just, like, this this ambiguous neither. And... It, it, you just end up not knowing whether or not you're supposed to... I, it's hard to not find him sympathetic, though. That's the problem. So, even if they are trying to paint him as a villain, it's just not villainous, what he's doing. Like, when you find out the reason why he's doing it... It's for people like underprivileged kids, basically. I'm like, oh wow, what a real piece of shit, you know? Trying to get all these kids to go to college. Oh, like it's so stupid. So, so she takes up the case, and now she's like on it. She's like, I'm gonna prove it your innocence. She's like, okay, thanks. Can't do it myself, obviously, even though I'm, I graduated from Harvard Law. <laughs> like, you know, like, need an old white lady who's retired to, to uh, what is it, Cabot K or whatever? It's, it's infuriating. <laughs> so, uh, so Cabot Cove. Um, but so she, so she, um. She goes back to the hotel, she decides to look for herself, and she sa- She finds out- Okay, do you want to go over this scene? Because I had a hard time following some of this. I don't know if I'm just being dumb, but she goes back to find Santa on the
1: truck, right? Yeah, I can never follow when she actually makes up something, when she actually solves the murder. right? I think she found she found Santa on the truck, and then she went to the hotel, and then she finds something in the hotel that was, like, incriminating. I'm
0: so confused, so- Alright, so he has these, like, shoes with these gum soles, which I don't even know what that is. It's probably old-fashioned, I don't even know if they make them anymore. But there's some kind of gum soles, she calls them. And she said, these are gum soles. Anything that they step in will be collected into this gum. It's like a sponge. So, why is there no sand on the gum of the shoes, on on the soles of the shoes, when there's sand on the top of the shoes? And now, I'm confused because, obviously they planted the evidence in that case. But also, maybe he just wasn't wearing those shoes that day. Like, that's one of my I'm Like, (laughs) how do you know
1: that he has to be wearing the shoes? Like, what? That's every procedure, though. I know. It's always the shoe, and it's always, like, but I own so many pairs of shoes. So I just feel, yeah.
0: The trouble is that he's not wearing them now because they're left at the hotel. So obviously he wasn't wearing them. Like, (laughs) it's confusing. They're just, like, a second set of shoes. So, but either way, they're apparently a pair of shoes that are suspicious because... They, she believes are obviously proof- I think it, it, that is kind of clear. It, 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 it is proof that it was staged because you wouldn't have sand on the top of the shoes and not on the bottom. Although, again, you could kind of just- maybe you wanted to go on a walk on the beach and you didn't want to get sand in your shoes, so you took them off before you walked on the beach- And then the sand blew into the front part of the... I don't know. It's suspicious to me. But either way, she says, If there was sand on the top of the shoes, there should be sand pressed into the soles, And there isn't. So it's proof that someone, like, dusted sand over them. And then dusted sand over the truck barrel or truck um, treads or something. So you could frame him for the murder. So it makes sense, sort of vaguely, that if 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 they were shoes that he was wearing in that area, it would have sand in the in the soles, and so he didn't really wear them. Someone someone either covered them in sand or planted a pair of shoes in his place to prove that he was there. Um, and so she's like, obviously, this is proof that it's a setup. I guess it's not enough to like get rid of him, but then she she now knows who she thinks is likely to have done the setup. So then she moves on to that. So this is like. Like, uh, so they go back to Langley's wife, and she's wearing all black. Why don't you describe the scene? because I don't even know where to begin.
1: She's wearing all black in, in mourning, because he's dead now. Yes, with her, with her pearls. Oh, God. And and Jessica Fletcher comes in, and she's like, she's like, hello, Can I, and she comes in. Hi, how are and you? And the brother's there. yes. <laughs> all their pleasantries, and the brother's there. And... And did she, like, jump right into it? She's like, like tell me what happened? <laughs> she walks in. I feel like that's exactly she, what she walks done. in like, oh, hi, how
0: are you? And she's like, oh, I'm good. It's nice for you to drop by. There haven't really that been that many people by after things, I guess, because no one, no one really liked him when he was alive, so there just hasn't been many people paying respects. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm not really here for that either. You guys murdered him, right? <laughs> like, like Basically the conversation, but continue. <laughs> like it's amazing. Um, and they're like, "Yeah, we did." They volunteer <laughs> everything. Like, call a lawyer, you idiots! Like, call the call but, the name American guy. He went to Harvard
1: Law. He'll help you out. My God, I wouldn't if I were him. No, he obviously. Beat him up. Um, mm. and so she's like, "They're like, oh, first he cops for it. He's like, yeah, we just. He was like, he's like, don't say anything. He tries to cop for it. and She's like, no." And she tells a story about how he was, like, drunk, her husband was drunk and walking on the beach, and- Looking for this
0: George Lombo dude.
1: Yeah, and he couldn't find him, and he was so angry, and so he's home, and she was like, she was like, he was so angry, he needed get his anger out, so he needed to hit someone, so he hit me, and i was, <sighs> And she's like, she couldn't deal with it anymore, and she reaches for the knife, and she stabs him. He like falls into the ground or whatever. And then touches I really the barn. She was painting, but so, I know. <laughs> and so and so he falls into the ground. And she calls her brother. And her brother is like, Well, he was in the fight with the Native American man the other day, so let's just pin it on him. <laughs> Sets the whole thing up. Goes to Town Hall or City Hall and puts the spear in him. Covers up the, the the wound as well. Yes. And then just... Let's him sit there. Let's him sit there. Goes
0: about his merry way. It's like, someone will find it. Like, I'm suspicious about how he transported a body at nighttime in a small town and no one noticed. Like, he walked into a town hall. Like, no one would notice that. It's like a really small town. Like, you, you notice what everyone else is doing. Like, why would you not know, like, hey, this guy just, like- Because it's, like, not, like, a subtle thing when he puts the body down. Like, he has a body over his shoulder. <laughs> like, it's really intense. And then he drops him down and throws a spear into his- Because the spear- it, she was it, Obviously, she stabbed him with a knife. So the spear, like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you go over the wound, yeah. it, it blocks out what the original weapon was. So the, the autopsy couldn't tell. Although- it should obviously show. uh who knows? They didn't really do it. It's a small town doctor. I don't think he's that good at his job. Small
1: town doctor. He shouldn't be doing as many autopsies as he's doing. That's not who he was I'm trained so for. I'm suspicious like about a, that. He's like a pediatrician. It's like really and really oh truly. God. Jesus.
0: So so she. Uh, I. The trouble here is that you have somebody. One, the woman has a good a good excuse. Essentially, I wouldn't even call it an excuse. It's a reason is because she was defending herself. He was beating her again. She was literally defending herself. She's a battered wife. Like, we already have seen the bruises before this. Like, it's not- She had- She actually- The bruise we saw the other day with Jessica Fletcher was fresh because it was during the fight. Like, that's when he bruised her. So it was a legitimate reason. Like, she has a witness to the proof of what she was defending against. So it's not like it's a little thing that she just did on a whim. It's- It's. She had been multi- uh, serially abused by him and she just had had enough and- was defending herself because it was never going to end. Clearly, is what she she assumed, and you have a decent, I mean, more than decent reason for murdering the guy. But then you have this brother come in who's a real piece of shit, and you're like, so on the one hand, it's like I get why she kills him, but on the other hand, I don't want I don't want them to 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 prosper really because the brother beat the shit out of this Native American guy a second ago. Pins it on him. Pins the murder on him, and the what? And the 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 sister, sister is complicit. So, yeah. on the one hand, I feel horrible for her that she was being beaten, but on the other hand, it's also like you were also letting this other guy get beaten and then get framed for the murder so It's just it's like this is
1: a really complex town <laughs> that they live in like why would you level. why would you
0: choose that complicated uh a motive when you're gonna have so so incredibly simple and grotesquely simple a plot like that that plain and thin a plot, but either way, so that's that's what happens and in the process. Again, I wish that they had said she was painting. I would have loved if she was painting that furniture because he was murdered in the room. So like she, because one of the things Jessica says to her is like, "I know before they crack, she's no matter how much you you um, scrub that floor, the blood's still gonna be there when they do the DNA evidence." I'm like, "Oh shit!" But like, and that's when she cracks because she's like, "I have been trying to scrub the blood out. You're right, basically." So she gets caught on it. But I would have loved if she was painting that, she varnished down the, the kitchen table and stuff because it was covered in blood or something. I really thought she was. I have seen this that way. No, no. And that's what I mean. Like, I was like, I thought that's the whole premise of it because it was still drying the next morning. But in, in the flashback, she mentions that she was varnishing the table that night. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, what? No, it's the wrong way to go about this. And then, so apparently as they were fighting, as she stabs him and he falls to the ground he, like, hits the, he hits one of the the legs and the varnish gets on his hand or something, which I'm like, he was, like, way too, like, honestly, if you're gonna varnish your your kitchen table, maybe wait till your falling-down drunk husband isn't in the kitchen, like, he's gonna be a problem when it comes to to furniture polish, like, you need to wait till he's passed out on the couch somewhere, but either way, she's, like, uh, varnishing the thing, and I swear, I I have to go back and look at it, I'm probably wrong, and that's, that's, that's fine if I am. But I thought he was sitting at the kitchen table in the beginning and then stands up and, and does something at the sink, but I might be wrong. I think he was. I think he
1: but was. But, like, how
0: could she have varnished- I... Well, she was saying dumb, too!
1: I don't understand. They were both sitting at the table. I still-
0: I'm, th- I'm gonna pretend we live in a world where she did just varnish it because there was blood everywhere. Because that's what <laughs> I want to believe. Like, that's the right way to write that line. It's great. Like, that's the only good part of this episode is how hilariously devious it is to varnish, like, a table. Like a like a housewife, like oh, I just redid my table and like repainted it white because it was full of my husband's murdered blood. and Wow, <laughs> like that's way better than just like I was doing that one Saturday night and then he, I murdered him and then it just was still there. Like no, that's stupid because there would be blood everywhere too. For the record, like she stabs him in the chest, that would have gone all over the place.
1: But uh, yeah, so as the as the doctor lets us know yeah. earlier in the episode, there's a lot of blood a lot somewhere. Of blood.
0: So then she they they copped him to uh, framing the guy, um and and pretty much just like openly admit like oh well like whoops and so I hope to God there maybe not her maybe she she's an accessory but at least maybe I don't know I don't I don't
1: think anything like nothing happened and they don't usually they say where the person is do they prosecute they didn't. the guy they don't they never said anything about it after that see. <sighs> he has
0: to go to jail for something <laughs> like right <laughs> like something like he could not only was he like staging like improper like burial of a body or or you know disturbance of, the, of that he was also an accessory to the murder he was also uh uh assault on the indian guy also false imprisonment or all that kind of, like there's a million different things here like suppress him on charge on or just like honestly like hara- verbal harassment went on the street when he was calling that guy all types of slurs like There's been a couple different things you could press press charges on for him. And I hope to God somebody did. Because he seems like a real piece of shit. And he's just, like, a town, like, busybody. I'm like, I don't want that guy living down the street from me. Like, it's gross. Like, he showed up to the town hall meeting like he's fucking Luke Danes. I'm like, ew. I'm like, no. If If Luke Danes is, like, beating people up and calling people slurs, like, it's gross. Like, it's just, it's upsetting. Like, you should get rid of that character, please, immediately. But they don't ever tie that up. We do know that George is freed, though. At least there's that. Like he he's let yeah. out, and then he tells them, "Hey guys, I'm starting a scholarship for Native Americans." Now, okay, we breezed over the fact earlier.
1: Uh, I was half listening at this way because I said that's horrifying. <laughs> I just zoned <so> out, <laughs> but um, from what I gathered there was a loophole where because of the of like where like the land deed was there was some sort of, like, disease that happened. Yes. It I didn't catch which disease. There was Me neither. A disease That's that what happened. I'm saying.
0: I barely, <laughs> it, but the, the thing is, they give it one line. Like, it's the whole premise and, of the episode, and they give it one line to wrap up. But you're right, it's like, there was a, some kind of, I think it was, like, yellow fever or some bullshit. It's always yellow and they were fever. Like, or
1: and they were like, the number the number of, like, Native Americans that survived, there's no way that he has, like, a direct lineage.
0: Because... because because they were being adopted by white families or yes, something, so like, like it was so gross. Like even the premise wrap up
1: was gross. Like they were being adopted by white families, or like they were procreating with white people, and therefore he is not. He can, there's no way he can be enough Native American to actually have this land. That's exactly that what that is. The most the insane end of the episode was. So like honestly. And
0: that doesn't actually close out that... Like, that actually just makes it worse. It makes him more deserving of it because his people were slaughtered by the diseases that were brought out by all these white people. Like, so basically, because you guys died because of these diseases we gave you, you're not ever gonna get your
1: land back, is basically what they say. And then, like, even though he... so shady like quote-unquote like procreating and being adopted no like <laughs> so also so. like
0: they're saying it so nicely like they were being adopted like i'm like no i'm like they're
1: being kidnapped and raped exactly okay. i know like, it's like the, okay okay Todd. Okay, um, they didn't okay. say
0: that but it was like the 1800s into the ne- early 1900 or even earlier than that i think they were saying like it was like the early early like 1800s and they're like they're being kidnapped not kidnapped they're being um adopted and integrated into a uh, white <laughs> family i'm like wait Whoa.
1: That, that are we seriously yeah. saying
0: this? Because, are you out of your fucking minds? <laughs> like, what? And then, they just, like, kind of hand wave that off, like, and, you know. And he accepts and yeah, it. And then <laughs> like, And he, like, shrugs, like, oh, silly me trying to do- I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, no! Or, guess what? Maybe that means he's not- he isn't eligible for the land. He should still try and make sure that there's some kind of, like- I wouldn't- maybe not reparations or something, but at least, like, some kind of- like, a memorial to the people that died there. Like, there's something he could still do. I mean, he, he says something else what he does a 2nd, but that's not really relative to that town. Like, it should have, it should have done something from, um, um, What's it called? Cabot Cove or something stupid- Cabot Cove. (laughs) What's it called? Cabot Cove. Cabot Cove. Alright. They should have done something like Cabot Cove dedicates this monument to like- it's, It's stupid old white people guilt stuff, but at least that's like- Look, we tried. Like, we fucked up. Our ancestors were terrible too. We haven't learned anything. But here's our attempt- They don't even say that. They basically- If he wasn't there, it's basically they had mimosa. It's like- they hear that line, and it's like, they all instantly have mimosas in their hands, and they all cheer. <laughs> like, it's so old white people, like, and we win again. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. But he's still there, and just shrugs it off, like, oh, I'm such a goof. Like, I
1: to like, 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 wait, what? He accepts it. That would have been the biggest legal battle of, like, all time. And he's like, whatever. termination
0: of my race, and integration, and assimilation into white people. Like, whatevs. Like, it was so gross. And then they're just like... Uh uh yeah like you know it happens he's like oh well he's like but I'm still start I'm still going to start a scholarship for native american students anyway and they're like high five <laughs> like
1: I hope to God they're going to donate to it. Like, they could have said that. They didn't say it in the moment. (laughs) Good good for you. She was like, we give you guys our support. And then she was like, she said something. She's like, oh, you know, I was speaking to other people in the town. They're like, oh, we really support this, like, scholarship that you do.
0: What people were you talking about? No one in that town. No. Because everyone's fucking Even you probably don't even (laughs) give a shit about it. You're probably the most open to the idea. And then on top of all of that, like it's not crazy enough. There's two other things that happen. uh, George asks her. He says, "Are you sure you're not part Algonquin?" like what?
1: Yeah, she's actually we support you. And (laughs) she's like, "Not with this complexion." She she points to her old white skin
0: and says, "With this complexion, I very much doubt it." (laughs) What? I get, I get that the point is that she's supposed to be making a joke, but it comes across as like such a weird, like threatening kind of thing. Like, like not this skin. Like it's, it's so gross. Like the way she says it is, it's because she's so old and white that it's just it comes across as like very. You're white, Lydia. Don't start that rumor. Exactly. Like (laughs) she's like. You are so right. It's exactly what she says. Like that's the underlying sentence. Don't start that rumor. Is basically the horribleness of what she's saying. Like, but then she says, like, but I be I sure would be proud if I were. I'm like, alright, lady, you. And then like on top of like I'm already when that happened. Like the last like three minutes of this episode, I just sat with my mouth like agape the entire time because. So, so they say that she says, "Are you poor, Algonquin? Gonquin?" She says, "No, not with this complexion." And then the father says to the to the George Longbow guy, he says, um, "Is everything okay?" And he's like, "Yes." Um, and then. I think it, I think it's him that says it, because they're like, yeah, we're fine, George and the daughter are there, and the father, the, the professor, who was mean to him before, who was, like, pissed off about it before, you know, the whole we're not lovers thing, and then, um, it's just like, is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, it's, it's gonna be good. Like, they're walking off into the sunset, and he's like, yeah, it looks like we're gonna be negotiating a peace treaty of our own. <laughs> and I was like, are you- serious? Like, this old white guy is bringing up peace treaties to this Native American guy who just got his land robbed from him because he was murdered and assimilated into their ra- like, I was just ah <laughs> and there's like this like, like, Murder She Wrote music where there's like a flute being played on the background or something and I was just like, what am I watching? Cause like, the Murder She Wrote music is like, I'll, I'll leave the theme song in the notes, it's like this like Doofy, like, old lady, like, like smooth jazz kind of sound. And it's not what you want to hear when people are saying shit like that. Like, it's so gross. And then, on top of all this, like, that was crazy enough that he's bringing up peace treaties. Like, it was horrifying. Then, the doctor, I think it's a doctor, right? He turns yeah. to Jessica Fletcher and says, So, woman. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. How does it feel to have a home to go back to? <laughs> it's like, oh my god. And then um, she's like, it was pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty glad. She's like, and why weren't you worried? And he basically, again, the the, the subtext here is, I'm old and white. I was going to be okay. Like, is kind of what he says. He's like, because I've been around for a while and I know things are going to work out. And she's like, oh, okay. He's like, besides, I rent. And it's <laughs> like, bah- <laughs>
1: <da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da>.
0: <laughs> that's it. And then it the, the freezes on it. Like, what a hilarious punchline. Like, she's like, what? And then. <laughs> Then the credits roll. He's lived here like, for years! <sighs> like, and the, the credits roll over this, like, again, like, show tunesy kind of music. It is... It is literally one of the most insane things I've ever seen. Like, I... That last three minutes, if you could find a way to watch just that bit, oh my god. Like, it's a really upsetting episode, and I don't want anyone to watch it if they're not... If they're gonna be upset by how absolutely... Like, unrelentingly, um, unapologetically gross it is. But, like... It's, it's, it's so, by the time it gets to the end, it's so insane that, like, I, it was, like, fever pitch. Like, at that point, I was just so lost in how insane it was. I just was, like, cracking up. I couldn't handle it. Like, it was, I'm amazed that this was on TV on, like, I think, like, it, it was, like, old lady TV shows. So, like, they got away with mur- murder. <laughs> it was all like, CBS, though, right? Like, CBS
1: or NBC. It has yeah, to be one so, of those.
0: it was, like, a, a regular, like, weekly show. I mean, it aired forever, but, like, it was just... Uh, I think it won Emmy Awards. It's oh, duh, like, it won CBS, it won CBS. And it won so many Emmy Awards. Like, what the fuck was this doing nominated for an Emmy the what we just watched? But that's it! Like, that's the episode. So, uh So, why don't you
1: describe... Can you describe to me your favorite episode of the show? Besides this one? Do you have one? I have. I have favorite. First, I want to say this is not the most racist episode of Murder's Hero. Really? It's really not. What is racist? They go to the Caribbean. This is episode where they go to the Caribbean, and like, oh, there's, like, a, and there's like a yeah. voodoo priestess, and it's really intense. Or and it, it's like a there's, a there's more than one episode with a black voodoo priestess. I should actually just say that. So this is not <laughs> the worst
0: episode. Um. Like part of me wants to see it because of how insane this was. the Other part <laughs> of me is like, I don't need to be that dead inside. But I don't know. Maybe someday. We'll have you back for another one. All right. So describe your most your favorite episode. Favorite... Are, there, are there ones that are actually like
1: good? Not necessarily not. like good. Good. You know. Mm-hmm. There's none. There's no like. <laughs> there's no like. Oh, this is great television. Like, yeah. classic. Um, I I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. But there's this episode of Murder She Wrote where she's it's a Cavieco episode, and she's in town and like all these women they get their hair done at the same place and they're all sleeping with the same man. <laughs> and none of them know. And he's just, That's like, amazing. he's just, like, going in with every single one of them. And I think he dies. And it's just, like, this big, like, episode of, like, gossip and drama. It's fucking hilarious. It's actually... So it's basically,
0: like, the, the Small Potatoes episode of X-Files, right? Yes, yes, exactly. It sounds amazing.
1: It's brilliant. Gross. But at um... least that
0: time it's, it's you know, they, they know who they're sleeping with. In this <laughs> one, it sounds like, I hope... But, oh my god, that's insane. So, alright, so, you're saying the worst episode, so that, that's, like, your favorite
1: episode. It sounds amazing. Are
0: that's there other ones that are good? I'm so intrigued by this show.
1: Good isn't, like, the best word for it. Insane. <laughs> <laughs> I guess What other the ones are insane like this. There are, like, most of the, when she goes out and she's, like, traveling, like, there are episodes where she, her, like... Her books get turned into, like, films. And someone always dies every single time. (laughs) On the set of her film or something? On the set of the film. Um, (sighs) Wow. And those are always really fun. She has, like, a, um... She has, like, this, like, Irish, like, P.I. Who's, like, supposed to be a part of, like, the, like, British government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, she goes on adventures with. And they are pretty spectacular in being horrifying together. But my absolute favorite episode is the stupid Cabot Cove, we're all sleeping with the same guy episode. Because it's so literally insane in the best way possible. And most of these episodes are like insane and they're like facepalm, oh no, why is this show still happening <laughs> possible? So, it's good.
0: Well, I've am looked up, because I wanted to see, I wanted to confirm my assumption that this is written by a bunch of white guys, old, old white guys, and I was right. Oh, definitely. Um, But I also looked up the one guy who's done a a bunch of other stuff, including, like, the one guy's only written just a couple of things, so it's hard to say who wrote this episode, because there's a couple different people listed, because you know, an episode like this, I guess it's written by Gerald Siegel, but the cre- the other the creators also have writing credits, so they're probably a huge part of it. Because, you know, an episode this terrible needs four people to be a part of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you'd imagine. But, so, like, the one guy, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, well, two guys, I guess you'd call it. William Link, and then, um, uh, there's a couple different people who've done other things. But the William Link guy, I'm fascinated by because he was apparently a part of a show called The Cosby Mysteries, Which was a uh, mystery show about Bill Cosby solving murders, because he was a- I'll read it out loud. It was a criminologist who works for the NYPD. After winning the lottery, he retires, but being bored, he helps his friend, Detective Sully, whenever he's stumped. Like, I don't even remember that existing, but apparently that was a show (laughs) starring Robert Stanton, which is- if you know who Robert Stanton is, not the kind of person you'd think would be headlining a show either, but he was- but look him up, you know, you probably all, everyone who has ever heard of Robert Stanton, is, you know him without realizing you know him, he's been in everything. But either way, like, I, like, that's the kind of shit we're talking about. Like, there's there's Murder, She Wrote, The Cosby Mysteries, they also, a lot of them did write for, like, I, I assumed, Ellery Queen. Um, some of them were as far back as, like, Mannix, and then The Halford Hitchcock Hour. Like, the one guy I pulled up here to see what he'd written was born in 1933, so (laughs) that gives you an idea of the kind of stuff he was writing this at, like, already, he was already, like, 50-something, so you're getting, like, super old-timey, weird, like, it's kind of like the vibe they're going, like, Columbo kind of stuff, but, like, they're going for almost like it's a play, but it's a TV show episode, but, like, it's not good, because then we end up with shit like this, so, (laughs) like... Like, if you're gonna do the whole play thing... Like, it really does feel like kind of like a... uh How do you call it? Like a masterpiece theater presents kind of thing. But that's just because I guess that's the only thing we have relative now- nowadays that's still relatively similar to this, like, old, 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 old-fashioned premise. <laughs> like, someone old and retired solves crimes, which is what all the things I just described to you were. Like, they've written several shows where it's just old, retired, old retirees solve crime. <laughs> They're sticking with what they know, man. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have anything to do with like burn notice or something. Because even like you could say Castle, Castle's kind of like an old retiree solves crimes. Like he didn't really retire. I guess he wrote another he writes another book after having been with the, the NYPD. but he gets a lot closer to retirement during the premise the during the course of that show than he ever did previous to the show's, you know, canon. So like you're watching people dwindle into the, the twilight of their lives solving murder, it's like <laughs> Because I guess that the people writing them are also, like, old enough to be retired and they're just writing about what they would do if they were solving murders all day. But, like, ugh, it's just so boring. But I'm glad that we had, had you on because I think, to me, I cannot believe that this is the way, like, I, I'm baffled that this show gets the kind of, I think, credentials that it does. I think people misremember it as, like, a great show. I don't think it was ever good.
1: Oh, it was definitely it? was. I think it's like a cult classic, presumed, uh, allegedly. I mean, I guess yeah. since I love it as much as I do it is, but... Well,
0: Magnum P.I. is the same way. People love that show, and it's terrible. This had crossovers with it, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I getting the idea where they're at. But, like, it's super... Like, this show had, like, Jerry Orbach on as a, as a recurring cast member, I, according to its IMDb. Because I think it had, like, that, like, you know, sensibility of just people being, again, like, old white guys and and women solving crime. Like, it had a very pre-Law and Order. Like, we didn't have- Like, it's amazing to think back and, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, the equivalent of Law and Order. Because there wasn't a Law and Order in the 80s. The closest we got ever was, like, Homicide in the 90s. But, like, even then, like, this is not- This is way before the kind of stuff that- Like, until Law and Order came along, there weren't serialized- shows like this at all, really. I mean, they were somewhat similar, like, medical shows, but they were a lot more... Usually there was some other plot than, yeah. than the, week, the week-to-week murder mystery kind of thing. Like, it wasn't... Like, the only one that really had murder mysteries like this was, like, Twilight Zone or, like, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, like I said before. So it's, like, it's just fascinating to me that this in Colombo. This is like the first wave of that stuff, and it was just so bad. I'm but looking, I just I do know people that are like obsessed with it. In retrospect, like I'm looking so back
1: on episodes, and there is an episode like of the like, there like are these Murder She Wrote fanatics, and they like all mm-hmm. like love all of her like they all of her writing so much. They have a fan club and they mm-hmm. all have driver's licenses to say J.B. Fletcher, or, like, Jessica Fletcher. And they all Wait, are you it. saying,
0: like, and they, in the show you're saying In the show, in the show, and they all pretend oh, to my be God.
1: her. And they all pretend to be her, and one of them gets killed, and she has the Jessica Fletcher, like, ID, and so they think that she's the murder. <laughs> but she also, like, runs around town and, like, steals things and, like, call, wrecks havoc, and she has her Jessica Fletcher ID, and so there was, like, an AP on Jessica <laughs> Fletcher, on Jessica?
0: and is she her... was going through town, and she got arrested. See the thing is, those like as this. as terrible this show is in retrospect and at the time I'm sure, it really did influence a lot of shows though. Like like not just in the way that I'm talking about like the the crime of the week kind of beat by beat stuff. Um this was like a lot of like you're like even that premise has been done again on shows like Monk and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just it's it's like a very um I, I think it's one of those shows that kind of like broke down like plots to be a lot more serialized and, and simple and digestible, and now a lot of shows are- that's the bread and butter, but this show was, like, one of the first ones to even try that because it didn't do that every episode. Like, we watched this episode which was just terrible, but, like, the whole like idea of, like, a meta like that is probably one of the first shows to do that, to be honest. So, know. like, that's amazing because it's, like, such a bad show, but I guess when you're operating in a level that, that it reminds- it's the- it's the we, I've talked to Latoya before- it's the, um, Boy Meets World effect. Where everyone gives Little Boy the World no thought because it's so insanely, like, you know, um, cookie-cutter after-school special. Uh-huh. So they get away with the kind of crazy shit that you just cannot do on other shows because they don't give a fuck. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, people are literally, like, there's, there's like, a Scream-style episode because they didn't care. Like, the crazy shit goes on in some of these shows where you can just get away with murder and literally get away with murder. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> on this show... This show I guess was the same idea because we watched someone get away with murder but like it's just a, a whole different like level of, of operation but ugh, fascinating. But anyway, so I'm I'm thank you for for joining us with your expertise on it. Let try, um okay. let's let's move on to plugs So what's up with you?
1: Um other than really so with Twitter right now. Mhm. Um it's QC Smith, right? I don't even know me on Twitter anymore. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think you are right. <laughs> Um, where I talk about... Oh, wait, no. No,
0: no, I don't think you're right. (laughs) That's hilarious.
1: I think it's... It's at Quineva SC, right? Oh! See, I was... I was... Yes. It did the opposite. It did Mm the opposite. Anyway. Um, anyway. So that's my Twitter. And
0: Mm -hmm. I talk about
1: things like Murder, She Wrote. And The Good Wife. (laughs) mostly Well, I mean... Mostly bad TV starring white ladies doing things
0: that are horrifying. (laughs)
1: Like this.
0: So, are awesome. And then, as always, I am at Mara E on Twitter. Uh, the next episode of this show will be "Do No Harm," uh, uh, season one of only one season, uh, episode thirteen. This is how it ends. It's the season finale for that show. Definitely watch that. Um, and then, stay tuned to listen to our episode about it. Um, you can find my recaps on um, the TeleVixen for Supergirl as of Monday, uh, iZombie, and uh, the Vampire Diaries with a uh, friend of the show, Lisa Easton And then um, you can rate, subscribe, review our show on iTunes. You can find us on Twitter at the Televoid. You can email us at at gmail.com. And in the meantime, guys, uh, happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, At least last week we had a little bit more, um, less disgusting of an episode to give thanks about. So go back and listen to that if you want to watch something a little or listen to something a little bit less um, horrifying. But um, in the meantime, thanks for wandering into the Televoid. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.
1: I know this little girl, her name is Maxine. Her beauty is like a bunch of rows. If I ever tell you about Maxine, you'll only say, I don't know what I know, but murder she wrote. 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 Channel with him, a pretty fierce and
0: bad character Then the kind of live in town. old jacca for me! A pretty face and bad character Then the kind of living in camp, old jacca send girl you pretty You face pretty but your character dirty Girl you endorse a to to flirty, flirty You run to dump dick and also so angry. And when you find your mistake You talk about you sorry, sorry,
1: sorry Come now! Have a cozy kind of way she jokes and she jam. She know about